Hey girls, welcome to the Go Girl Podcast because women are powerful. I'm your host, Ashley Caprice. Each episode is about self-love, self-care, and self-discovery. Tune in for affirmations, motivation, girl talk, and girl power. Now let's get it started. Go girl. Hey girls, welcome back to another episode of the Go Girl Podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode. Before we get into it, I want to say I have a little gift for you, all right? Valentine's Day was yesterday. I hope you had a great day full of love, but you know, you shouldn't have to express love just on one day. You should express it all year long to your family, your friends, your partner, whoever else, mainly yourself, right? So I created a Go Girl mini guide. I want you to download it. It's free. It's on the website, gogirlmovement.org. Go there, download your free copy. It has journal prompts. It has some tips and tools on how to express love all day, every day to the people closest to you. So download your copy, tell a friend, let me know your thoughts about it. I can't wait for you to get your free gift from me to you. So happy belated Valentine's Day, all right? I love you and I thank you so much for listening and that's a little treat for you. So in today's episode, we're talking about how to be more secure, talking about if you're anxious or avoidant and you're in a relationship, how to soothe yourself so that you have more secure, loving thoughts and have more self-compassion. We're talking about red flags, yellow flags, and green flags. I didn't even know there was something called a yellow flag. So I'm so excited for you to hear this. I learned a lot. I've used some of Dr. Morgan's advice before, and I think she's one who helped me get into a relationship with a secure partner. I'm just saying, because I followed some of her journal prompts, and now I'm all in love. (laughs) So you're going to enjoy today's episode. Please reach out on social media. Let me know what parts resonate with you. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at I am Ashley Caprice and at Go Girl Movement. And thank you to the TikTok followers. I got to 10,000 followers. Woo-woo! Follow me over there at I am Ashley Caprice, okay? Now let's get into today's episode. Go, girl. I'm so excited for this episode. Um, I think I can call her kind of like my friend or at least my friend in this space Oh, now. yeah. We're, we're friends, <laughs> for sure. Whether you like it or not, I'm uh, your friend. I have suggested so many people to Dr. Morgan Anderson. She is a clinical psychologist, attachment theory expert, host of the Let's Give Vulnerable podcast, and an author who just dropped her book titled Love Magnet, Get Off the Dating Roller Coaster and Attract the Love You Deserve. Congratulations, Dr. Morgan, and welcome to the Girl Girl podcast. Thank you. It's so good to see you again, Ashley. And I'm really excited about this conversation. Yes. Awesome seeing you too. And we were talking offline about so much work that you've done and how much you've grown over the years. And now you have this book. And if she sounds familiar, she has been on my podcast a couple of times before. Uh, Go Girl episode 65, we talked about dissecting the avoidant, anxious, and secure attachment styles. So if you want to know what you are, make sure you listen to that episode. And also, we talked about how to attract a healthy relationship after leaving a toxic one. <laughs> that was episode 46. And that one was real. <laughs> I remember both of them. And yeah. yeah, that very first one, I remember it was it was super deep. So yeah, those are those are some good episodes. If I do say so myself. Yes, they're really good. And this is going to be good as well. Today, I want to yeah. talk more about how to become your most secure self. 
her work works. First of all, let me say I've done the work. I've read the book. I wrote love letters to myself about what I want, what I want to feel in my relationship, how a secure woman shows up and all of that. So make sure you get this book because you need it. And I just want to talk about overall, like maybe like the first step for someone who is like getting out of that anxious or avoidant attachment style and wanting to become more secure. What is like the first practical step that you'd share? Mm, So good. And I love that you did the work because the book is experiential. So the fact that you're saying, yes, you're actually doing the work, that's what it's designed for. That's how you get the most out of it. So shout out to you. Good job. Go girl. Go girl to myself. (laughs) Yes. So the very first step, and I guess this is with with a lot of change, almost all change in our life is developing awareness. Mm -hmm. And without awareness, we can't change. So I have this in the book where you are looking at your relationship inventory. So we we basically have you take a 30,000 foot view of your relationship history. And we just have you look at what did you experience? What did you learn about relationships? What unhelpful beliefs did you pick up about yourself? What are the patterns, right? And with that awareness, then comes a lot of compassion. And then compassion, we can let stuff go. And then we can choose differently, which you know we're talking about today, choosing secure attachment. Choosing secure attachment. I love that. And I do want to, I'm going to talk about the compassion piece in a little bit. But right now, too, I want to talk about, um, it was uh, chapter 10, embodying a love magnet, right? Embody a love magnet. So I, when I'm thinking about, or when I used to think about dating, or when I hear people say, oh, there's no good men or good women or whatever out there anymore. And they're coming from a hurt place. They don't want to date anymore. And then they're, they might try to do the work, they'll talk about their non-negotiables and the red flags and this and that and talk about what they want. However, I always urge people like write that list, look at that list, see if you even embody what's on that list before you like ask for that requirement of someone else. So I want to talk about like why it's important to change your own identity first. This is what you talk about in the book. You have a whole pyramid, be, do, have. And I want you to share a little bit more about that because I think that's so important for you to show up first as this person that you want to attract. Mm, So good. So we have like a four-hour episode coming, right? (laughs) I can break it down into four parts. Let me know. (laughs) So... You know, it's so funny. I was thinking about how even when I first came on your show, Ashley, I was single mm-hmm. and um, dating, but I wasn't really, I wasn't really practicing what I was preaching. Like honestly, I can call myself out. Like I was not making space in my life for love, and I had a lot of walls up, and I was using my career as an excuse and. Um, all these things, the irony of the relationship expert using their career as a way to not date, right? Like yeah. like I totally was back then. And I had to get to a place where I had to learn how to embody the securely attached woman. And it's not just a logical embodiment, because I think sometimes we think like logically, oh yeah, I know how to be, I know how to show up on a date, mm-hmm. but it's an emotional and physical embodiment. And learning how to regulate your nervous system and be in that place of 
secure attachment where you're where you truly are a different person. Your identity has completely changed. And I get frustrated with a lot of dating experts that don't teach this because you can learn like tips and tricks and strategies and ooh, what to text them to get them to fall in love with you. But unless you actually change your identity, you're not going to have a different result. You're you're going to keep doing the stuff you've done over and over and over, right? So identity shifts is about how do we become that version of ourselves that knows that we're worthy of love, that knows that there's an incredible partner out there for us, that allows us to surrender to mm. the process where dating is fun. And how do you show up that way in your yeah. thoughts, behaviors, actions, emotions, your body language? In order to do that, we need the deep work which is what I offer in the book, which is what you've been doing. Mm-hmm. And and that's how you change your life. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and it takes a lot of work because you really got to be real with yourself. And a lot of people, if you're avoidant or anxious, you might be afraid to do that work because you have yeah. to peel layers back from who you are. You know, you have to be vulnerable. Yes, you have to be vulnerable. You have to be willing to look at exactly where you are. Like me, you know, saying like, oh, I'm a relationship expert yet. I'm actually kind of avoidantly attached to my dating life. That was really uncomfortable for me to acknowledge, right? Mm -hmm. And being willing to acknowledge where you're at so that you can have that compassion and then choose to show up differently. And identity work so that the B, right? The B of the pyramid. I love that you read it. I could tell. I read the book. (laughs) I know. (laughs) <laughs> like I finished it earlier this week. I read. I, I told you I have tabs down and everything. I love like, it. I, really- I I can tell when when someone's read it or not. So, you know that that pyramid where B is at the bottom. That's not like you have this one hour session and then boom, that's that's who you are. Mm-hmm. Developing your identity is all about consistency over time, and connecting to that highest and best securely attached version of yourself every day and choosing that version of you in the moments when maybe it's scary to you or it's tough or it feels new, but choosing to align with that version of you again and again and again Mm -hmm. until that's just who you are and that's how you show up. What is a way that someone can choose to align with themselves? Like, What is something that they can do to choose to align with that higher version of themselves? I think it's really important to know what that version of you is like first, Mm -hmm. because I don't know about you, but I didn't exactly have great models of secure attachment. I wasn't really sure what that even meant. So first, you have to really develop that clarity. And you do this in the book, too, where you have the securely attached you Mm -hmm. identity, Um, develop that clarity. And then the big thing is just in the moment, learning how to regulate your nervous system, learning how to self-soothe, right? When yeah. maybe you're, you notice that you're going into an anxiously attached place and you want to send those 17 text messages and you're <laughs> like, I'm going to get them to respond to me. You're spiraling. Right. It's that, it's that pause and you say, okay, I'm get, I'm going to pause and I'm going to intentionally realign with my securely attached self. Yeah. And talk more about that. This was in uh, chapter five. You talked about 
uh, attachment theory meets mindfulness, self-compassion. You shared a beautiful example of like wanting to text your partner so much, but instead you're taking a pause and then maybe you indulge in some self-care instead. You do something for yourself instead. I'm even working on that because in my relationship, he's very secure. I'm more secure than I was beforehand because he's very direct, very emotionally available. But there are times where I am a little anxious and I'm learning to self-regulate and pause and then react. And so talk a little more about that, about that self-compassion piece. Like while we're pausing, what are some things we can say Mm. to ourselves? What are some things we can do while we are in that, that space where we're taking a break from the conversation maybe? And, and then we respond. I love that you're in a secure relationship. I love that. Good for you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And so are you. Congratulations. Yes. Look at us both, right? Over time here growing. So the the thing about this is so many of us just want to move to that securely attached place. And we'd kind of, we'd like to just skip the self-compassion because yes. for for a lot of us, that piece doesn't come naturally. Right. That's the yeah. And why is that? Because of our childhoods, right? Mm-hmm. If you grew up in a household where maybe you were chronically emotionally invalidated, where you would express your emotions and either it was just neglected or it wasn't really validated, mm-hmm. then that's the response that you learn to internalize for yourself. So that's how you show up for yourself that way. Wow. Okay. So when you're having like an anxious attachment spiral, you likely just want to be critical of yourself if that was your childhood. Like, ooh, ooh, like, you know, you're overreacting, you're being too much, you're being quote unquote crazy, right? Like, or whatever, whatever your script is, you're probably going to beat yourself up. Mm. Too sensitive, too emotional, too dramatic right now. Yes. Mm. Here's the crazy thing is that when we do that, we actually just amplify our anxious attachment. Mm. So we think that we're like trying to make it stop, but we're actually just making it so much stronger and becoming even more dysregulated. And then even if it goes away for a while, next time it comes back, it's going to come back so much stronger. So the real important thing is have that compassion, have the acknowledgement, have a corrective emotional experience with yourself mm-hmm. where you're, you're showing up essentially as your ideal parent um, yeah. and you're, you're soothing, you're validating, you're acknowledging, mm-hmm. and then you're choosing different. And this way you're moving through the feelings instead of stuffing them down and you're, you're learning how to regulate your emotions in a healthy way. Choosing different. That sounds so good. Like, I think everyone needs to know that we have a choice (laughs) with the emotions that we have. And a lot of it, which I learned from therapy, of course, comes from our thoughts first. So it's like our thoughts affects our our feelings and then affects our behavior. Mm -hmm. So if we're in the space where it's you know, we we have the the emotions and we're we're saying these negative things about ourselves. Oh my gosh, I'm going crazy right now. I'm spiraling. Like that's the thought and the emotionally you might start like slamming doors or or your behaviors, you're slamming doors, you're because you're angry, that's your emotion. You're you're hurt, you're angry, you're upset. 
Mm-hmm. And all of these things could have stopped at the thought. So it's so important to self-regulate and to pause. And I would say like breathe a few times mm-hmm. before reacting. Yes. Make yourself some space first. Yeah. Breathe space. And then I don't know why I didn't put this in the book, but I'm going to tell you right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have this pro tip that I do with my clients um, just that relates to this. And I call it process, filter, intentionally communicate. Mm -hmm. So the processing piece is where you do acknowledge everything that's going on inside and you acknowledge maybe the anxious or avoidant tendencies that are coming up and maybe you journal it, maybe you voice note it, but you allow yourself to get it out. And then the filter piece is the question you ask is, what what of this would be helpful to my relationship? Mm. That's so, really good. Because that's a game-changing question because like myself in an unhealed state in the past would have taken all of my stuff and brought it all to my partner when in fact, a lot of it was mine. Yeah. A lot of it was mine to really work on and not theirs. And they're like, what do I do with this? They don't know what to do with it. So the filter question of like, yes, what of this would be helpful to my relationship? And then we have intentionally communicate where we want to communicate in a securely attached, emotionally regulated state Mm -hmm. and intentionally share what it is that would be helpful. Okay. That's the girls. It's work. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it, it is it is definitely work, especially if you did grow up as anxious or avoidant. Like it is work to get to that secure space. But like we said earlier, there is a choice. I do want to read to you, Dr. Morgan. This was in my journal. Ooh. February 15, 2021. About oh, almost two years ago oh today. Oh my gosh, I love it. And I was writing about me showing up as a secure woman. I'm thinking it was like after an episode that we did together or whatnot. And you're like, write letters and everything. So I did. And then at one point, in one part of my journal, I said, well, I wrote a letter to my future partner about how I want to feel with this person. I want to feel safe. I want to feel secure. I want us to have great communication, speak loving and kindly to each other, even if we're upset at each other. I got all that and then some. And so in the end of it, though, I say, as a secure woman, I'm I'm reading from it. As a secure woman, I speak up when something bothers me. I might do that a little too much now. Um, I have no no control over how someone responds. I only have control over my words. As a secure woman, I set firm boundaries and stick to them. I honor myself. I speak my wants, needs, and desires. I have standards. As a secure woman, I am assertive. I trust myself. I love myself. And I wrote that to myself two years ago. And I am that woman now. <laughs> I love it so much. You know, I love it. That I gave know. me goosebumps. Like, yeah. that's no, amazing. That's what I'm saying, everyone. Like, you have to get the book and like follow on social media because like great work. You share so much great advice. And I really take it and and I sit with it and I, I do it. I do the work. You have to do the work. <laughs> I love it so much. Yes. Thank you. I want to talk about, I thought this was an interesting take. 
We hear a lot about red flags. We hear some about green flags. I have never heard of a yellow flag until I read your book. And I was a walking yellow flag a couple of times. I was <laughs> I was 15 <laughs> minutes late to our first date. And then I was like you. I was so into my career that I'm like, that's why I haven't, you know, found my man mm-hmm. or my man has found. I'm I'm so into my career. Can you share more yellow flags? And then I also want to share some red flags that should just be a red flag and cut off. And then some mm-hmm. green flags that we should look for. So share the yellow first, because I thought that one was interesting and so different than what we normally hear. Yeah. And I, I love this concept of yellow flags because in our culture, I feel like we love to think in black and white in terms of like, it's either all good or all bad. Mm-hmm. And that's that's if our brains are lazy, right? Like they think in all good or all bad. So yellow is that beautiful middle of, we don't know, we have to gather more data. Like it could be bad or it could be they're having an off day or something was just not quite right for them or, you know. So, yeah, I love the yellow flags. I think they're really important to acknowledge in dating. And I've been a yellow flag, too, so I can relate to that. (laughs) I want to say that's good, though, because a lot of people might see a yellow flag like, oh, they're 15 minutes late. I'm done. That's a red flag. I'm over it. You know, so it's kind of like giving someone grace. Giving some grace, allowing yourself to gather some data. I think a yellow flag can be like, let's say you are first being vulnerable with someone and they're not that great at validating what you share. Or maybe you don't really feel like they're really hearing you or they, they, maybe they change the subject. So if that happens once or twice, that's a yellow flag and it's worth exploring like, Hey, what, what was coming up for you when I was being vulnerable? Right. And Um, maybe it's that they're really scared to be vulnerable themselves. And then you get to see, is there opportunity for them to grow and become more vulnerable with you? Or is it just the kind of relationship where there's not going to be the level of connection and vulnerability that you truly want and it's not right for you? So they might be avoidant, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. See, I I know these things now. (laughs) (laughs) You're a bro. I'm saying. (laughs) Um, Can you share more yellow flags for us? Yeah. So another yellow flag, um, I would say if they're not great at navigating conflict. Mm -hmm. So let's say like you have a disagreement and they're not really comfortable being able to navigate it. That Mm -hmm. also would need you to be curious and see, okay, can we learn how to do this better? Because guess what? A lot of people are terrible at navigating conflict. Yeah. So I think that's an opportunity to explore it more. Yeah. Okay. I probably had that issue before. I think especially, and I want to talk to some women who um, have come out of some traumatic relationships or whatnot. We're going to get to the green flags and red flags, but I think with okay, that, yeah. what you're saying you know, sometimes it's hard to maybe express ourselves or speak up or whatnot because we have been in a past relationship where we couldn't say much or there was like rage if we said anything or they would invalidate us. Oh, you're overreacting or you're dramatic and this and that. So like it gets tough. And even in the beginning of my relationship, I would just shut down if I felt Mm -hmm. a way about something. And he shared like, hey, could you let me know? Mm -hmm. Like, hey, I need space first and then I'll come back and talk. But Because at first I was like, I'm fine. I'm good. Everything's good. But obviously I'm not. And now I speak up all the time. (laughs) But it's like, I feel safe enough to, right? But I love that. Yeah. But I I had to get there. And I do think being in a relationship with someone who is 
again, direct and who likes to talk and come up with solutions, mm-hmm. it does help me to know that, okay, this is a safe space where I can open up. Absolutely. I, yes, there's, there's definitely that healing. And I know you and I talked about this probably in that, that first episode we did, but allowing yourself to release your old relationship blueprint. So your old ways of being in a past relationship. And then and anytime that you're dating someone and it's new, I want you to think about how can I be in reality as much as possible? <laughs> like, isn't that such a great question? Yes, that is. <laughs> how can I be so like, how can I be present in this relationship and not bring in the past mm-hmm. stuff into this one? Yeah. 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 But that like, might be tough if someone hasn't worked through it. Right. Which is why it's just so important to do the work to release your past fully so that you can be in reality in your current relationship um, and, and allow yourself to have a different relationship blueprint. Be in reality. I love that. Now I want to hear some relationship red flags, a few, because I feel like a lot of people focus on those and we, we should know those by now. So a few of those and then some green flags. Yeah. So definitely a, a red flag. The first one that comes to mind is gaslighting, which I know that was like the year or the word of the year last right. year, which is wild. Um, but but that's where you're made to feel that you are quote unquote crazy um, and you're being invalidated in your experience. So definite red flag there. Mm-hmm. I also think a red flag is anyone who talks down to you in any way, if they're putting you down and early on, even if it's small things, mm-hmm. I still consider that a red flag. What? Give me an example of like a small thing early on that someone should be like, eh, this, this isn't right. I don't know why this came to mind, but like, let's say you're a teacher and the guy you're dating is like, oh, you're just a teacher. Like Oof. what a, what a career choice. Like that would be an immediate red flag. Yeah. Immediately. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And I, I think we know that like those are those are pretty, pretty mm-hmm. blatant. Even um, after oh, if they say I'm joking after that. Immediately yes, no. Even even with the joking, like forget, forget the joking. Like if it's a put down and they say they're joking, like, no, no, not here for it. The other one would be not honoring your boundaries. Like, let's say you say you're not available Thursday night, but they're like, no, I want to take you out Thursday night. Like, no, I have yoga with my girlfriends. That's an immediate red flag. That's a huge one that people miss. And um, that was a red flag for myself. I shared before on on TikTok that sometimes I wouldn't be available. And I'm like, okay, I'm available. I'll go out with you, you know, because they were available. And it's like, oh, I want, I want to spend this time with them. So I was like, and that's an important thing to note is have the boundaries for yourself. And then that person will respect your boundaries when you do say no. So watch out for that early on if the person is like really, really persistent in a healthy way or in an unhealthy way. Amen. I love that you added that. It's a red flag for you if you're yeah. not honoring your own boundaries, like honor yeah. your own boundaries first. Period. Yeah. <laughs> and then let's uh, throw some green flags. So a green flag is when they are genuinely curious about you and you can just feel right mm-hmm. that they want to get to know you and they're asking questions about you it's i think a lot of us can like feel that in our bodies right it's, yes. it's not even just a behavior like, you can feel when someone is like very interested in you and wants to get to know you mm-hmm. um other other green flags i love these so uh, when someone is able to validate what you're sharing if you like talk about having a bad day at work 
and you feel heard, you feel seen, you feel validated, you know that they really understood your experience. Mm-hmm. If you can talk about a bad day at work, then guess what? You'll be able to talk about other things down the road in the relationship. Yeah, that's good. And that's important to note in the beginning. These are all like in the beginning, you can tell. Yes. Yeah. Open on direct, clear communication, the sexiest thing to me on the planet, right? Let's like go. that direct communication <laughs> is so good. Yeah. And someone who sets their own boundaries too. So making their own boundaries clear with you and you're not having to guess what they are. Girl, so good and so sexy. You're like, oh, he said no. He got boundaries. <laughs> like he's, a, he's an adult that can right. communicate. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, okay. I got to respect this. But then you'll know, like, they'll also respect your boundaries in return. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then I think follow through when people do what they say that they're going to do and they have integrity. I love these. I love all of these. And, and if you're watching the video, you can see how we're smiling at these green flags yes. because green flags will make you feel good. I always tell people, watch how you feel when it comes yep. to dating. So if you're feeling good, those might be some green flags. If you're feeling a little confused, like this might be a red flag. If you're feeling like, oh, but that's not so bad. It might be a yellow flag, but watch those yellow flags though. Just watch them. <laughs> right. Yellow can turn to red. So it just means gather more data, be aware of it. Love it. Dr. Morgan, as always, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I wish we could talk longer. Uh, Thank you so much for being on the Go Girl podcast. Again, want to say Go Girl for all that you do. Tell people how they can follow you on social media. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun. The best place to find me is on Instagram at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And then I also have a podcast, Let's Get Vulnerable. And then we have the book out, Love Magnet. So you can find that on Amazon. Yeah. And I'd love to hear from you. If you enjoy this episode, would love to hear from you in the DMs on Instagram. Ashley, thank you so much. This was such a great conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Go Girl podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And be sure to share this episode with your girlfriends. Connect with me on social media at Go Girl Movement or subscribe to the blog at www.gogirlmovement.org. By the way, have you purchased your copy of the Go Girl Guidebook, a woman's interactive guide to self-love? 10 chapters full of ways to love yourself better. It's available right now on Amazon. Thank you for your support. I love you and I'll talk to you next time. Go girl.